Shomrabyog. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Tiny Room for episode 103. Oh, is it 104? 103 of Michael and Benjamin's podcast. Nailed it. I am the Michael of the Michael and Benjamin's podcast. And I am joined by the man who... Oh, damn it. I can't say the thing I wanted to say. No, it's I'm joined by uh, Ben. <laughs> ben, he's a good egg. Yeah. By the way, for anyone that doesn't understand what happens, and the reason I laugh every time that Michael starts an intro is he pauses like a wax dummy frozen. Yeah. And for the 10 seconds we have for sound quality, and he just lights up like some kind of possessed mannequin. And it's bizarre. It's a big smile on his face because he's podcasting. I'm doing a podcast. And it's very unsettling to watch. It's like watching Zoltar come to life and like grant a, Tom Hanks' wish. Some sort of simul... Simul... Ah, fuck it. Do the theme music. <gasps> the music for the podcast. We don't actually have any music. But I hope someone will make some up for us. Don't wanna name any names Rachel, I hope it's Rachel <laughs> <laughs> Caught you off guard there, didn't I? <laughs> I did it just fine Benjamin Yeah um, It is a busy week this week So we mm. better, let's, let us forge on with it And first of all, let us, let us forge on with the fact that Zack Schneider is happy enough that Robert Battenson is going to be Robert Battenson Yeah, Z, Z Snyder is, is on board He's on board. Um, Robert Pattinson is officially our next Batman Bruce Wayne. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think so. I'm done. I'm done having the the the. Oh my god! How can you even say? Because superhero movies are just we're in that phase where we can do what we like with superhero movies. Do you want Ben? Even if you couldn't do what you like with superhero movies, I still think Robert Pattinson is a good choice. I think he's a good, I think he's a good choice. Also, Tom King already fucked him in the comics. This idea of the one my true friend Batman, Tom King. No, not your friend Tom King. Although he may have fucked Batman. I don't know. We'll have to ask Tom King. He probably would be able to. He's he very probably good. would. He's, he's very. very from, from what I've been told, quite a bit of physical prowess. Going very on. good at jujitsu. Yeah. yeah okay well then join us next week when we take a look at who'd fuck Batman <laughs> you, you're Who, you're very hoarse today who's then? on top I am Pollen Pollen Michael strips me down oh no strips me down are you as allergic to Pollen as you are to the internet's allergy to Tom King's writing of Batman uh, yeah both, both the same yeah, yeah both, didn't. both the same but he's going to do Batman and Catwoman yeah they're removing him early from the Batman line though that's, mm. that's one of the interesting things that's happening is he's he's departing early from the Batman line um, but he's being allowed to do Batman Catwoman. Um, I don't know why you would allow the man who is responsible for the greatest load of horse shite in Batman history where they hyped up a whole wedding and then gave You're us... You're so angry, Ben. Nothing. No, no, no. You used to love Tom King's Batman run. No, no, no. No, no, no. But then one internet comment. <laughs> one internet comment. <laughs> oh, made crimey me go peeps. Back. Oh, crimey peeps. Um, went and he pointed out to me exactly what Tom King does wrong with Batman. I've never been able to unfuck it. <laughs> You're going with that, are you? Fuck Batman. <laughs> oh, good. Right, okay, let's move on then. Ben. <laughs> yeah, come on. There were uh, an overwhelming amount of new nerd things on the televisual entertainment device there this were. week. The telebox. Yeah, uh, I didn't have a chance to watch most of them because I had to do some research for our main topic. But you're dedicated to the podcast, you see. Benjamin, did you watch the new DC streaming service Swamp Thing? I didn't. I did watch the extended sneak preview <laughs> of, right. of Swamp Thing. Very good. It's very discomforting. Is it? Yeah, it's just, it's good horror. It's But it's full horror. We're, mm. It doesn't seem like we're going to get a heroic kind of emergence. It looks like it's just going to be a horror thing. He's just a man who'll kill a man. 
But he's made out of the plants. He's made out of the plants. Well, I think he's there to tackle the, the rot. A couple of weeks ago, Michael, we, we covered all the different forces that run through the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Um, the speed force. The, the speed force. The strength force has been introduced. The but green. Then you've got the green. Mm-hmm. You've got the red. Yeah. You've got the... The flesh, I think it's called for the animal. It's just a terrible name. The red, white, um, and blue. Yeah, the red, white, and blue, but only if you're a patriot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the rot is kind of the elemental balancer to the green. The green is life, and the rot is is death, obviously. Oh, like Papa um, Nurgle in 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 Warhammer. Yeah, a little bit. Except like that. he's both. Okay, that's weird. Fecundity. Fecund. What's fecundity? The prevalence of life. Oh. I thought it was another. I thought it was a new fictional African universe from Marvel, <laughs> Wakanda, and fecundity. No, it's neighbouring. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Slightly less advanced. But anyway, um, it looks like he's going to be taking on the rot, and the rot is basically taking control of whatever swamp he's currently swamping his thing in. Not his swamp. Yeah, yeah, his swamp. His oh, he's swamp. in Florida, isn't he? There's an Alec Holland there. That's going to be interesting. There's going to be a big twist, I'm sure. They might do the the traditional Alec Holland twist when Alan Moore took over the swamp thing line. He removed Alec Holland as an alter ego. Who's Alec Holland, Ben? Alec Holland is the original Swamp Thing. He was the scientist who was absorbed by the green, but it wasn't the green at that time. He was an experiment. Alec Holland is a great Bruce Banner ripoff. Oh, he's great. He's a Bruce up, Banner, yeah, but for plants. But with chemicals and planty stuff. Mm. And he became Plant Hulk. But Plulk. isn't every DC character a scientist who was making a formula and then fell into a thing and became that thing, kind of? You could say that equally of many Marvel things with technology. The scientist was working on a project and then mishap. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, superpowers. Um, mm. But anyway, what Alan Moore did when he came onto the character was he really embraced the horror element of that, the body horror, the transforming thing. And it turns out that Alec Holland was completely erased when he was absorbed by the green. Yeah, he was just um, killed. But the green uses his memories to build a kind of construct of consciousness. A swamp thing. A swamp thing, if you will. But that's the big twist in the Alan Moore run is that Alec Holland is no more. Mm. And anyone who was in love with him prior to Swamp Thing has been loving a plant that has nothing to do with Alec Holland. Mm. Well, we don't know if that's what it's going to be. This isn't, this isn't the same universe as Doom Patrol, and no. it, it, isn't it? It, it? Is it? I don't know. I'm asking you. It, well, it hasn't been. Like I would imagine, it is. They're they're taking great strides to build Doom Patrol. Oh, what what a season! Very um, good. It finished up last week. So good. Yeah, it's very good overall. Just so strong throughout. Just a fucking great series. Only one or two kind of slightly duller episodes, but it was very... Season two has been confirmed, so I'm delighted. It was very Um, strong. It's it's very interesting to see DC kind of plow ahead with this brand new way of doing their shows. As I said, we are living in a kind of more experimental superhero era, and it it seems to be the post-Endgame effect, where now we have to start coming up with new stuff. And doing new things, and DC's a little bit ahead of that TV wise. DC's way ahead TV wise. Yeah. Like, just look at the. Well, you know, Marvel. There's still Legion. Legion is still there. Legion's still Legion's good. Legion's coming back. Legion's coming back. Season season this June 24, June 24th. Do I care about Legion anymore? Yes. Do I? Yeah, I think okay, you do. Cool. I think Legion is one of those shows where you're never that excited about it, but then when you put it on, you go, "Actually, that, great. that was good, wasn't it?" Yeah. I. I thought I thought it wasn't going to be good. I didn't I didn't really want to watch it, but then I watched it and I it thought, you know what, that was good. I'm glad I watched that. Um, so it's it's interesting to be in this kind of new superhero. It wasn't that good, thing but then I thought it was. Where you used to say that about me. 
Ben, ben wasn't that good. He's still not that good, but he's pretty good on podcasts. He stops shouting in the mic. It's pretty which is nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm working on. It. I'm working on. Benjamin's it. whole therapy. Speaking thing. of uh, post end game twists, I think I figured out what happened with Agents of Shield. It's just shit, and you've given up. It's look. It's its own thing. <laughs> Don't you fucking use my line. It's, it's its own. Try to save your fucking it's, dead property. It's its own thing. It's it's doing what it can. I reckon that they obviously there's no communication between Marvel TV and movies. So Agents of Shield is set a year after Endgame, or what they thought was going to be a year after Endgame, because they probably just assumed, as we all did, that Endgame would somehow find some way to undo the snap. But and stay and everything would go back to normal, but stay in that timeline. Wrong. Not jump five years in the future. Oops. So they, they took a punt, I think, and the punt missed. Why would you not? Why would there be no cross communication for that? Jeff Loeb. Fucking Loeb. Ike Perlmutter. Fucking Ike Perlmutter. Um, yeah, there's a Perlmutter worst. fucker. <laughs> eh? Yeah, that's probably enough. Yeah, but anyway, oh, <laughs> um, agency is going to be terrible. Uh, moving on from there to something that isn't terrible, Michael. Go on. Amazon Prime launched something very near and dear to my heart this week. Uh, Good Omens, the TV series with David Tennant, and it's not and terrible. Michael Sheen, it's excellent. Mm. I saw an interview with Michael Sheen the other day where he was asked, um, "Were you wearing? Was your fat suit comfortable?" <laughs> he's oh. like, well, he's not wearing a fat suit. He's just put on a bit of weight. He's just put on a bit of weight. Mm. He's just he's, he's an older man. He's, yeah, not he's a, an older gentleman. He's not a young svelte Tony Blair anymore. A bit harsh, like a bit mm. harsh to be asked that. Um, but it, very good. It, it suffers a little bit from too much going on, but the book suffered from that as well. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, Good Omens was a book by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. Um, uh, gay man. <laughs> I think it was very much Terry Pratchett's humour combined with um, Neil Gaiman's talent for writing and world building and doing a twist um, and doing a twist twisty twist um, and it's a very famous kind of um, book a very very popular cult classic kind of book and now it's been it, it was attempted as a, a terrible adaptation by Sky One when they had all the Terry Pratchett rights um, and now Big Bad at Amazon has come along swinging their their big cash around and they've taken it back and um it's it's very good if i only seen episode one so that that did they bend to use the parlance of the time did they drop the whole series in one go or are yes, they doing it week the, by week the, it's a it's a full series drop. why didn't you watch the whole thing then full series drop. i didn't have time michael the people ben the people yeah, want michael, to hear we have lives oh yeah michael we're also coming into the busy period in that industry that we both work in that we never talk about yes um so you know You've made us sound like prostitutes there, Ben. <laughs> well done. It's, it's the busy period. Yeah, we're sex workers. Um, yeah, and um, look, it's very enjoyable. David Tennant is, as usual, one of the best things about the thing that he's in. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward, like, he's great. He's just very enjoyable. Michael Sheen's doing a bang-up job. He's great. There's lots of cameos. Does he play Tony Blair if Tony Blair was an angel? No, he plays a very nice person if a nice person was an angel. Um, mm. There's no Tony Blair-ess, about him, that's not right. Uh, but he's he's decidedly not Tony Blair. John Ham is in it. John Ham, the Angel Gabriel. Does he go um, ham on anyone? Fra- he does, he probably will at some point. Good. Uh, Francis McDormand is in it hey. as as God. Um, Francis McDormand is playing she, God. She's eh? the voice of God. Eh? 
Um, and she's in there. It, look, it's very enjoyable. The child actors are very good. No, they're good. not. There's a very sexy witch. That you'll sexy, enjoy Anathema Device. There's a sexy witch, Ben. Anathema Device is very sexy. Uh, um, I'm going to watch it now. Yes, ben. you are. The podcast, going to pause the podcast. I didn't realise there was um, a sexy witch. Enjoyable English comedian Jack Whitehall is in it. I do not like Jack Whitehall. That's fine. Then you probably won't like his, his he, role in it either. He's too tall. He's too tall. He's he makes too me tall feel uncomfortable. And too smug. <laughs> he's, he's not smug in this at all. He's actually capable of acting, as it turns out. Oh. Um, look, it's a very enjoyable series. I'm looking forward to seeing it unravel. Noted character actor, Irish character is in it whose name I can never remember but you do see him walking around town very often he's oh the, he's I know who you're talking guy. about oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no I have no idea who you're talking he's about doing, he's doing a great bit of work I'll find <laughs> it for he? you and I'll show it before Did the end not, of the look this can be a fun game that we play where you try and, and I, describe him to me Ben I'm going to say his name is Peter um, <laughs> Peter it, look, I'm going to look it up now. You're going to spin your wheels Peter, who we why know. you might watch this. Ben, I'm going to watch it because you've just told me there's a sexy witch in it. And to be honest, witch. that's... I'll show you the sexy witch as I show you this. That's enough for me, Ben. But Benjamin, is it is it better than the Sky One efforts out of Terry Pratchett? Yeah, 10 times. Because I times. never enjoyed any of those. No, they weren't very good. With you. Um, is, it, is it in the vein of an American Gods or is it a bit more light and fluffy? Oh, way more light and fluffy. Very humorous, but good humorous. Like okay. humorous with stakes. It doesn't feel farcical. Like, like someone gets a smack in the face with a steak and they go, Oi! Oh, I got a... How bim. silly. It's a strong contender for a good series. I'm going to watch some more when I go home now and oh, we'll, very good. you'll be able to tell me if I'm right or wrong and you can take a look at The Sexy Witch and, and tell me. But it's a bit of an all-star English-American fusion cast. There's there's Anathema. I know, Ben, we wanted to see the bloody... Very Sexy Witch. We wanted to see um, the man. The man that we don't know. Niall This is good isn't it This is good Dennehy Niall Dennehy Never heard of him Give us a look Niall at him Niall Dennehy is the gentleman there In the black and white That says Ned Ben Ned Dennehy Thanks <laughs> Ben's retractions Instantaneous Ben's retractions um, But you will see this gentleman Knocking around town all the time He's a, a noted Irish character actor huh. He's been in lots of different things Good Omens being the latest one He's in an L Peaky Blinders But who hasn't been in Peaky Blinders You um, I actually have been in Peaky Blinders oh. I play victim number two <laughs> In episode three of season four oh, very um, good. He was in Mandy He was in uh, he, he was in many of the specials for Blade Runner The little mini uh, oh, was movies he? that came out before the new Blade Runner Was he a Robert? Anyway, look Good Omens, it's good You know what else is good, Ben? Go on or, well, actually not good, oh. absolutely terrible, well, but very, me. very engaging, very interesting. I've been watching the TV show Chernobyl, Ben. Oh, God, oh, no. It's very, very, very good, Ben. I don't want to be sad, Michael. It's not terribly sad. <laughs> episode four is, uh, look, there's there's aspects of episode four that are hard to watch. Uh, but, by gosh, is it gripping. If you are any sort of fan of science fiction, Ben, I got a bit slurry there when I said fan fiction. Yeah, you know. If you're any sort of fan of science fiction, Ben, that's hard you to say. Because <laughs> I was too close to the nuclear reactor. <laughs> um, if you're any sort of fan of science fiction or kind of post-apocalyptic or alternate history grimness or something like that, is it alternate history? No, it's grimness? a true story. No, it's a true it's story, a true story yeah. but it's the most terrifying science fiction thing that has ever happened in the real world, oh. and it's much more terrifying and. Now, you know, there's aspects of it which are dramatised, for sure. But it was a very dramatic happening in the real world. And it's, yeah. and it's kind of been brushed over in terms of historical stuff. We, we kind of look at it as a, you know, it was a big event in that it was a big nuclear thing. But you don't really get that human aspect of it in, in history. of Well, like impact Ben, impact. when I was 17, my school organised a 24-hour football marathon in support really? of the children of Chernobyl. Did you play in the football marathon? I not only played in it, Ben, I helped organise it. Oh. 
Oh. No, it was, uh, we raised £5,000. Michael Leonard helping the boys over in Chernobyl. And uh, yeah, I had sore legs for about two weeks because I didn't play football. Yeah, (laughs) It was very interesting. Sounds awful. But um, yeah, it was big news, Chernobyl. It still is. I mean, I think worldwide nuclear power would be a lot more prevalent if if, if Chernobyl hadn't happened. Yeah, you needed that catastrophe. Because it was a big catastrophe and Mm. the Russians lied about it. But Ben, you have to... If you're a fan of science fiction in the strictest terms by which I mean fiction about science get, get in there and watch it my brother noted brother of the co-host Ben on yeah. the podcast <laughs> um, my brother Luke uh, went absolutely wild for it he he. my brother is a little bit different from, from other brothers that have been mentioned on the podcast in that he does have very good taste but he's very hard to please mm. um, and he watched the whole series in an evening, because my brother doesn't like sleep, you see. Well, Ben, he didn't, because he hasn't finished yet. Um, well, he's watched whatever came out up until now okay. in one evening. Um, and he just came down. He literally came into me at about 4 a.m. in the morning yeah. when he was getting up for work. Because he works a very early shift. And he's That's like, interesting. here, Ben. I was like, what, what do you Wait, want? What are you waking <laughs> me up for? And he was like, yeah, you know that Chernobyl show, do you? And I was like, yeah, yeah. He goes, you need to watch that, yeah? <laughs> I just closed the door and went off to work. It's so dead good. It's dead good, Ben. That's Luke's 4am review. And if you get a 4am review from Luke, that's fucking good. good. I'd, I'd say watch it, Ben. It's very good. It yeah. has Jar- that guy in it. He was Moriarty in the in the Sherlock Holmes films. You're doing real well on names today. <laughs> Jar- Jared something? Jared something. You keep spinning your wheels there uh, on, on Chernobyl and I'll have a look. It has him in it. It has, uh, it has Stellan Skarsgård. Oh, I love now, Stellan. Um, it has, and this is the only slightly worrying thing about it, is it has invented a... Com- it's almost entirely real characters. Okay. But they have invented a composite character of a woman who was the only one who knew what was really happening. Composites are no good. And she's not based on anyone, but they've somehow managed to insert a strong, assertive woman into 80s Russian uh, Jared Harris. Which isn't true. Strong, strong. I don't. I don't think women were allowed to be strong and assertive in Russia in the not in, in the eighties. Mm. But anyway, Russia. it's not too jarring. It's not only too? it's only a little jarring if you know that most of the characters are real, but the one who's doing a lot of the heroics isn't real. Is it Emily Watson? It is, is it? Emily Watson. No, yes. I don't like Emily Watson. Look, she's very good in no, the no, series. She's then. good. Just... The series is very, very good. Um, the Emily Watson I remember, and it kind of scarred me as a child, was from Equilibrium. Where uh, Christian Bale he does and a gun Emily Watson have a little chat, and then Emily Watson gets burned alive with her paintings, and it's just very uncomfortable. Oh yeah, because art's not allowed. Yeah, art's not allowed, and she has a Mona Lisa in her closet. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds like a euphemism for something, doesn't it? Does I have a Mona Lisa in my closet. But Ben, look, get on the Chernobyl. It's bloody horrific, and if you really want, if you want to enjoy it, a real horror. It's a horror show. Yeah, it's it's, 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 a horror, it's basically a horror show. It's but it's oh, it's it's very strong, strong yeah, performances. It's one of those awful things where you occasionally remember, oh, this happened. Uh, oh, it, no. Yeah, <laughs> it has the guy, the young guy from Liverpool, who was uh, he was in that Irish Rambo film we saw. Adam Negatus. No, he was remember, Robert Demis. Yes, Robert Ems. Sorry, Ems. No, maybe not. Remember him? He was in the Irish Rambo film. He's a young fella. Oh, your man! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a young fella. He was. What was he in? He was in Dunkirk as well. Oh, it's he, play, um, he plays Barry Keown. Yeah, he plays traumatized soldiers. Pavel. Yeah, yeah. Barry no, Keown. He plays in this. He plays a traumatized soldier. Pavel. Yeah, Pavel. I know that. And they they don't do Russian accents. Well, that's 
strong. That's better. It's I'll good. take that. That's a good choice. Yeah, it's it really it, it helps you not be taken out of film that nobody is talking like this. Because too many people when they do Russian do this. Yes, no good to say Chernobyl reactor number four has not exploded. That was very loud. Sorry no. to anyone who's listening to this on the Monday morning commute. Oh, there is no Monday morning commute. Well, there is in every country except Ireland, basically. <laughs> We're having our bank holiday this weekend, but the rest of the world is having it last weekend. Yeah, that's true, actually. Benjamin, anyway, look, it's good. Watch it. I'll, look, listen, I'll do that, so. Um, ben, we went to see, just the other day, oh, fuck. on our new tradition of a Wednesday evening. You're a real prick for doing that. <laughs> we, went to see, uh, we went to see Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Is it called Godzilla 2, King of the Monsters here, or is it just called just Godzilla, Godzilla, King, King of the Monsters? Monsters? In some countries, it's called Godzilla 2, King of the Monsters. We went to see Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Ben. Yeah. First of all, tell us briefly what it was about. Look, after the events of Godzilla 1, 2014. Prince of the Monsters. Prince of the Monsters. Yeah. Aspiring authoritarian figure of the Monsters. Yes. Um, Democratically elected president of the monsters. Categorically untrue. Mm. Um, it's very authoritarian, the kaiju hierarchy. Yes. Um, but anyway, look, the world has now discovered more kaiju. Or has always known. Winky, winky. Winky, winky, winky. Um, and the shadowy government, not government organization, Monarch, mm-hmm. has been tracking them down, locking yeah. down the sites where they exist. Yeah. And the world is a changing because Godzilla's woken up and now all the other kaiju are waking up. And unfortunately, there's one big bad kaiju that's out there and he's a challenger for Godzilla's alpha status. Yeah. And it all kicks off when an eco-terrorist organization led by Charles Dance. Charles Dance, for um, some reason. Who's really phoning it in. <laughs> um, he really is. Um he gets his hands on that big bad uh, alpha competitor and that's that's when it starts that's the end and then the monsters um, all have to do a fight the monsters all have to do a fight and look it's classic Japanese kaiju stuff Ben an American accent I'm glad you said that because it really really is, oh, is. classic Japanese yeah. kaiju stuff if you harken back Ben harken back there <laughs> very good uh, harken back to the first one the first one starring Aaron Taylor Johnson and not Brian Cranston. Not Brian. No, Brian Cranston is in it. But he didn't star in it. <laughs> uh, but the first one starring Alan Taylor Jackson, Johnson and Brian Cranston and uh, Scarlett Johansson. Not Scarlett Johansson. Not Scarlett Johansson. What's her name? We talked about her last uh, week. The most attractive of the twins. We're oh, terrible uh, names. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen, Olsen, yes. That's a, we have weird standards for how we remember people. <laughs> um, There's a sexy witch. It could be any of the sexy witches. Which sexy witch is it? Ben... <laughs> That film was very much set in the real world. It was. Uh, arguably to its detriment. On occasion. That it was set in the real world and it was a how would the real world react to... To an actual giant to a, monster. Yeah, exactly. This film does not exist in the same world. No, we've upgraded the technology. Yeah. We can exist underwater in icebergs. It's fine. There's icebergs. There's big, huge... There's essentially a helicarrier. Several. And it's... Very much like the Japanese. What was the what was the defense force that used to fight Godzilla, or sometimes help him, or sometimes fight him? Called the Japanese Defense Force, or something like that. Yes, yeah, or the like Godzilla that. Fighting Force. It's something to do with that. That, but that exists yeah. now. It's Monarch, and Monarch has always existed. Where were they last time with their flying ships and their submer- submersibles? I and think as a sequel, they've just added too much. Um, look, it's a very enjoyable monster mashup. It, you know, Is it? Apart from the shaky cam the a, lot sh- sh- a lot of shaky Why cam Why do you do a shaky cam Ben? Why do you need a shaky cam When you've got monsters You could just set up a tripod Several kilometres away And let them fight Let them fight Like them like, fight. You know, like John Wick Yeah Oh John Wick versus Godzilla I'd watch the shit out of that film I don't I, My money be on Godzilla 
I don't think John Wick has any specific defense against radioactive blasts. Ah, he's got something. Yeah. He's got something up his sleeve. <laughs> he's got something up his sleeve. Iodine tablets. He'd do it out. He'd do an out roll. He'd do a flip. <laughs> do a flip. He'd flip Godzilla. He'd kick him through the glass. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the, Ben, here's another little criticism I have of it. If you remember, harken back, Ben. Go on. Diddly, diddly, diddly. Very good. Uh, Godzilla, they, they changed yeah. <laughs> they changed the design of Godzilla. The American Godzilla doesn't really look like the Japanese Godzilla. He's much more hench. Yeah. He's got the big shoulders. He's, yeah. There's a bit more gorilla in him. Than there should be. Well, I'm not saying that there should be, but then the, Ameri- then the Japanese one. The he's Japanese one. Gills. He's got some gills. He's got the big hench shoulders. He's got a thick neck. Um, he, he's more lizardy than man in a suit. Yeah. Um, but they've stuck pretty close to the Japanese originals for the new monsters. Yeah, they haven't changed a lot at all. Exactly. Um, They're just like Ghidorah, King Ghidorah, oh, who's the three-headed thing. Boo. He looks... He's not as well designed as, say, the dragons from Game of Thrones. Very sloppy design work overall. He's got an underbite. Yeah. I The, the parts that... Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that. So obviously they've gone for a more actual animal anatomy thing with Godzilla where he looks more like a lizard than he's ever looked before mm-hmm. he moves a bit like a lizard especially when he's swimming yeah he's got a real Galapagos iguana thing where he moves through the water mm-hmm. and that kind of thing and they just seem to have not bothered doing that with the rest of them no the rest of them are just classic the rest of them are classic rubber suit men yeah um, and it, it's interesting like I think the way I look at it is Godzilla movies have always been B movies. Mm. That's the enjoyable part of what they are. They're mm. over the top Go on. ridiculousness Go on. that goes forward. Yeah. Generally let down by a lack of budget. Right. It would seem that this movie was trying to capture some of that B movie joy, but then decided to be a serious movie at the same time and use all of the budget at their disposal. Yeah. And the thing is. When people ironically enjoy those B movies, it's because they're kind of silly. It's because they're hipsters, and they're. It seems like they're. Well, there's also that, but it seems like they're trying to cash in on both things. They wanted to make a big Hollywood blockbuster, but they also wanted to be like a tongue-in-cheek kind of kid, and it's ridiculous. It doesn't. The two things just clash together in an awful way. Some of the dialogue delivered in that film, like they've got decent people on board. Vera Farmiga. Vera Farmiga, who has acted the shit out of things. Yeah, I think in the she's past. been a sexy witch in something as well. She's been a, no, she's been an evil mother. Okay. In Bates Motel, <laughs> so right? We don't want to go there. We're not going there. Um, she's possibly been a sexy witch in something else. I think she was in American Horror Story, wasn't she? In one oh, of the she, series? Well, you're absolutely right. She was a sexy witch, um, or a sexy ghost, Could or something, some sort of something. sexy, sexy something. Um, uh, yeah, there's you, Millie Bobby Brown. Millie, Millie Bobby Brown. Um, who? Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby. <laughs> when we're when we're treating her with with the utmost respect, Millie Bobby Brown. Um, and then there are other actors who should not have been cast in a leading role. Kyle Chandler, you mean? Ooh, some of the dialogue there, uh, you know, some of the lines. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I. Expected so Kyle Chandler plays Millie Bobby Brown's dad. Spoilers, by the way. Here Kyle, comes the spoilers. Kyle Chandler plays Millie Bobby Brown, <laughs> <laughs> starring Kyle Chandler as Millie Bobby Brown. Um, we have to get him back from the upside. No, I can't do it. Yeah, good look, effort. Though. Anyway, look. Sorry, sorry, full spoilers from now on. Yeah, yeah look, we're, we're going to ruin it for you. It. Kyle Chandler, terrible, terrible, shouty, terrible. angry dad, recovering alcoholic. When they pick him up, Ben, we see him. Um, we see him. 
photographing wolves and he appears to be some sort of expert on animal behavior. Yeah. And when they go to get him, they meet him in a military helicopter and he doesn't really want to go with them. And I was expecting him. I was expecting them to say to him, damn it, Kyle Chandler, you're the greatest living wildlife photographer in the world. Which they kind of did. (laughs) They were like, she always used your prototype, but she said you were the real brains behind it. And that's like, that's one of the lines in the film. Basically, the the, the central MacGuffin of this um, whole movie is a special echolocation box that lets them communicate with monsters, kaiju. Yeah. Okay, and Vera Farmiga is the 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 kind of the real finesser behind it. She gives it an all finessing, um, and Kyle Chandler is the the kind of the, the genius theoretician, and like he he's the best goddamn wildlife best photographer best I've ever met. I've ever met. So he's photographing wolves when we see him, but he's also listening to the wolves. He's listening, that's how he yeah. gets off. He enjoys <laughs> listening to animals just go about their day. But they really let him take over the military missions. Ridiculous! It's, like no protocol. No. I would have. You brought me in here. <laughs> you and I'm the best goddamn wildlife <laughs> photographer you've ever met. And that's what it is. And my daughter is on that plane. And if that was a wolf, I'd probably punch it. And I'm like, oh, get off the fucking submarine, you dope. Dope. <laughs> and he's just let do what he likes. He's no. like, you brought me in here to do my job, so let me do my job. And you're just looking at him going, Kyle Chandler, why did anyone think you could lead a film? He can't. He's always been a backup He's TV's Kyle Chandler. Get him back on TV. Put him him back on TV. Don't get him back there. Send him back. Um, I liked him in that one where he got the newspaper. What's that one? The one, the TV show where he got the newspaper. He got the newspaper a day ahead. Daily edition. What was it? Was that that him? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Look, Ben, did... What was I going to say? There's a shitty twist. Ben, there's a mad twist. There's guess where Guess where Godzilla's from, Ben? Japan? No. No? No, remember? Wait, I can't. It's so absurd. You've oh, forgotten yeah, it. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from Atlantis. He's from Atlantis, Ben. And then they blow Atlantis up. Oh, they just destroyed the greatest archaeological find of all time. He's from Atlantis, Ben. He's from and Atlantis. They blew up his house. They blew up his house. He won't be able to go back. But and the recharge. best. I love the fact that just casually mid-film they discover Atlantis. No one says Atlantis by way of, I assume, no, reducing man. the absurdity yeah. of finding Atlantis. The best thing about that film, to my mind, is almost certainly noted character actor Bradley Whitford. Who is he? He was the bad guy in uh, Get Out. He's he's the, the scientist, the evil dad. Yeah, the evil dad. He's in everything. He was in um, Cabin in the Woods. Yes, he was in, as an evil he, scientist, he pops up in everything because he's a noted sci-fi kind of golden boy. I didn't find his character enjoyable, to be honest. He's, he's very snarky, but it seemed to me like he's the least, he's the most normal part of the reaction to this movie, where it's like you know, Kyle, what's his name? Kyle Reese. He's like, open the shutter door, and he's like, can we not? Open like the only protection we have from the giant lizard monster. But then he was right because he's the best goddamn wildlife photographer you've ever he met. He tries to out Alpha Godzilla by standing in front of him as Godzilla swimming before him, and you're just like, "What?" Yeah, it's 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 a bizarre bit. What are you talking about? Like somehow Kyle earns the respect of Godzilla by sticking his chin out a little bit and being like, "Listen, <laughs> listen to me. Listen, you big lizard you son, son of a bitch. bitch. <laughs> I've got a Hitachi three four lens attached to my." I don't know anything about photography. There's a lens measuring competition. Yeah. Um, but look, look, Ben, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's it's not great, is it? Ken Watanabe is the, the most racist. It's Watanabe. It doesn't matter. He he played Ken whatever I want to be. It's a phoned in Japanese 
like where he he's the only character in the entire film who says Gojira. Yeah. And he's he's the only one who's like, we must save Gojira. And he just does this. That's all he exists to do is say the word and say, no, we have to. Um, it even has something I hate in films, which is the pointlessly noble self-sacrifice. Pointlessly noble self-sacrifice. Where he ta- uh It doesn't matter. We can't get into it. I'm just going to go full. Um, some of the better things about the film. Yeah, let's, go on. Let's take a look at those. Um, the special effects were good. The special effects were quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the early animal stuff. They did a little bit of interesting actual animal modeling for good uh, Ghidorah, uh, where the three heads kind of snap at each other as if they're in a pack. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed that. But then they just abandoned that in favor of him being a big, scary, spooky He's a big, monster. Scary, spooky monster who can do a thunder uh, and lightning at you. Noted friend of the podcast, Shane. Yeah. Turned around to me in the middle of it. Because they go very heavy on the Satan end of days imagery towards the end there. Yes. Where he sits on the mountain of smoke mm. and he just goes, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. And I'm like, I do believe that's the point. I think it was. There yeah. are. I mean, it's quite heavy on the imagery and mythology. Silly. Ben, do you think that it was set in the same universe as Kong? It is set in the same universe. I <laughs> know, oh, Ben. I was doing uh, it. You were doing a bit. I was doing a little bit. Doing there. a bit. Because they um, keep saying Kong. Yeah, they keep saying, oh, uh, movement on Skull Island. <laughs> movement. Kong is moving on Skull Island but they never show us anything so Kong is interesting because I don't think you could comfortably say that Kong wouldn't be an alpha yeah well I think that's what the next one is going to be it's it's slated Kong Mm. vs Godzilla is coming in 2021 this has made 175 million so far so I'd say for how much went in it's all right yeah no it's all right it's It's not making enough like no, it is. It's is. Uh, so we're gonna have to it's doing all right. So basically, in 2021, I'm gonna have to go at Wednesday evening. <laughs> yeah, okay, Wednesday cool. evening, five um, past ten. Uh, ben, Kong to me was the better film of all three of them that have come out so far. In it this wasn't called Kong, verse. though, was it? It was called Skull Island, wasn't it? Or no, was it called Kong? Kong. Kong? Was it? Yeah, you was it not called Kong Skull Jackson. Island? You're thinking of the Peter Jackson. Is that the one that was called yeah. Kong Skull Island? Yeah. yeah. Um, this is. Uh, Tom Hiddleston was in that one. I love yes. Tom Hiddleston. Brie Larson was in it. You love Brie Larson. Brie Larson's. Um, look, it was a good film. It was a great film. Uh, no, it wasn't. Look, I think you've got your rose tinted glasses c- on there. Comparing there. it to the other two, great film. Um, I quite liked Godzilla 2014. I didn't like Godzilla 2: King of the Monsters, no. and I was yeah, Godzilla 2014 is my favorite of the three. We were a little bit scared leaving in the monster verse. Godzilla King of the Monsters. <laughs> it wasn't ideal. It wasn't ideal. Now, Ben, it's not a great film, though, is it? But no, but from a purely as a Japanese monster mashup up. Great film. Go, enjoy, have it. But you won't be able to enjoy it, ironically, because they're making such an effort to be a proper blockbuster while simultaneously no effort to be a blockbuster. It's really weird. It's really jarring. Um, Fucking Thomas Middleditch is in it as the most annoying CEO of a company of all time. Who? The guy who owns Monarch, who, who does the liaisoning between Monarch and the American government. I don't remember him. Yeah, he's he's the nerdy guy. Doctor, whatever. He's, he's not like, the guy who owns Monarch. He's something he's, to do with No, he's, he's, re- he's Kyle Chandler's replacement as the best goddamn wildlife photographer <laughs> in the world. You're completely misrepresenting his role in that um, um, Look, it got O'Shea, O'Shea Jackson Jr. is in it. Is that... Who's that? Ice Cube's son. Oh, it's Ice Cube's son, yeah. He's, he's the military officer. Yeah. Completely uh, wasted. Somehow survives. Completely wasted. Everything. There's a... 
Yeah. There's a weird scene where the female soldier, the female badass soldier gets injured. Yeah. And we have to do this for some reason. I was looking at this going, there's no stakes here. We've spent no time with yeah. this woman. All we Why know is she's quite attractive. Yeah. She's kind of sexy when she takes the helmet off. Because yeah. the, the traditional like, oh. Oh, she's quite attractive. Oh, she's she quite attractive. took lady. that helmet off. Didn't expect that from I a hope, military person. I hope she recovers from her mild leg injury. And then we have this whole scene where we have to save her. And we tried to save Vera Farmiga's character. Yeah, she, she deserved to die. She deserved to die. She, yeah. she, she's the exact reason all this is happening. Yeah, you can't just pivot and go and hope. And then we'll be like, oh, yeah, I hope she does survive. No. She didn't deserve to die. No, she, they have Millie Bobby Brown doing her Millie, traditional Millie Bobby, Millie Bobby Brown. Brown screaming face, which is just all Millie Bobby Brown does. A lot of it, Millie Bobby Brown seemed to be cut because there yeah. was more of her in the trailer. There was a whole scene in the trailer that we did not get. Ben, anyway, look, look let's talk about other kaijus so look uh, that got us thinking about what we're going to do this week and this week we're going to take a look at all things massive monster related yeah um, and kaiju the crap out of it so Ben you lashed up a post on the insta and you said to people said to the listeners the listeners you said uh, or just the people who follow us on instagram but don't listen the non-listeners yeah those guys Uh, you said what's the best kaiju you son of a bitch Uh, I didn't say kaiju I said monsters so we got a we got a mixed bag of review that's probably on me Um. But anyway, do you want to talk about kaiju culture first or do we want to talk about the monsters first? Okay, talk about kaiju culture first. Go on well, then. basically it starts in 1954 with the old American adaptation of the Godzilla film from Japan, um, which came out in 1951. Right. We talked about this last week. Yeah, we? we talked about this last week. But that was the dawn of kaiju culture. We see massive monsters juking it out. Mm. Um, and for many people, they'll say, oh, I have no real interest in kaiju culture. But if you ever watch Power Rangers... Yeah, you do. You've you've been directly influenced by kaiju culture. That's that's where it all comes from. Big giant monsters. Um, big big scary monsters in foam suits. Pacific, having a go. Specific rim. Specific rims. Um, is at the name of the auto shop where Michael and I get our wheels detailed at the Very weekends. Good. You don't have good a car shout bit. out to those lads. Um, it's a fictional bit, Michael. <laughs> But yeah, so that whole culture is monsters going at each other. It's kind of massively influenced culture across the board. We always see little homages to them and things like that. Your Voltrons, mm. um, Bloody Colossal with Anne Hathaway. Oh, yeah. And Jason Sudeikis. Forgot about that was a that. strange kaiju mash up a, a little parody of the whole thing. That's Japanese culture is obviously massively influenced. You see it in Attack on Titan actually. in the animes. Yeah. Um, things like that. But it's just basically two massive monsters duking it out. And a lot of people don't really understand why we want to see stuff like that. And I suppose one of the things that Godzilla, the first Godzilla in the new run, 2014's Godzilla did very mm-hmm. well, is the scale of the monster is very important. It's this massive thing that's just kind of awe-inspiring from any kind of level that you look at it, where you look at this thing and you're like, oh my God. Look at the size of that. Look at the size of that. That's not a normal size yeah. lizard. I'm glad that doesn't have a willy. Yeah, they never do, do they? They never. <laughs> yeah, that'd be horrifying. Yeah, that'd be awful. <laughs> Just <laughs> crashing into your building. How did he die? Uh, ma'am, you don't want to know. <laughs> you don't want to know. Let's preserve his memory. And one of the weird things that they do is they do talk about kaiju sex a lot in Godzilla King of Monsters. They do. Other but intimate no actions. No need. No need. But Ben, yeah. uh, you asked people what their favourite kaiju was. What sort of responses did we get? We got quite a few responses, Michael. Again, I, I didn't quite nail I didn't quite nail my wording. No. So we got a mix of monsters yeah, throughout the whole thing. Uh, one of the classic kaiju that we got was Baragon. Never heard of it. Uh, Baragon is one of the classic 70s. That's a herb. 60s. <laughs> Baragon. Just add a little bit of Baragon. Put a bit of Baragon. Um, some nutmeg. Yeah, he's he's pretty funny. Um 
We got we got some funny responses, of course, naturally, as we went along. Experiment 626, Stitch, from Disney's Lilo and Stitch. He's tiny. Uh, he's tiny. He's not a kaiju. He is big in some of the TV episodes, though. So Does I'm he gonna get big? Just fine. Okay. He, gets, he gets maximized. Okay, um, fair enough. Then. Interestingly enough, on a completely random thing, and taking it seriously in a way I probably shouldn't, the TV series... Uh, Lilo and Stitch mm-hmm. where where they had to it turns out that experiment 626 is literally his number in a series of experiments well that makes sense so there's an experiment 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 yeah. and they all escape on earth right and they have different abilities and some of them grow to massive sizes and some of them mm. live in volcanoes and cause natural disasters and things like that so it's interesting to see that, that culture is there I've Probably. never seen Lilo and Stitch Ben oh but I'll hand on the family. That doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, well, it means something to some of the listeners. I guarantee there's oh, at least two listeners. listeners that were like, oh, Stitch. Um, we'll have a watch of that one. We're, we're okay. Gonna, yeah, we, we'll go have a look at that. No, we're going to watch Good Omens. We got the classic, we got the classic kaiju ones. Uh, Mothra. Mothra. Godzilla. Ghidorah. Uh, Rodan. Yeah. Uh, Rodan is the big flamey bird thing. Yeah. Mothra is the oddly... Um, moth-like thing it's just a giant moth moth Ben formidable um, formidable, formidable fighters my cats my cats chase moths every and those moths every, they bash them I worry for the cat's safety every night one of my favourite responses was Michael at the Christmas party oh very good yeah. friend of the podcast am, OG Glop Rachel yeah, I am a real monster uh, you are a real monster um, Ghidorah gets a lot of hype I, he's terrible if he went to see this it's <laughs> um, just a very annoying thing I like Gamora uh, which one is Gamera? He's a turtle thing. Oh, yeah. But he was produced by a rival studio to Toho Studios. Oh. So he, so he never met up with Godzilla or anything. He was a... You know what I mean? He'll probably work his way in here. That would be good. Um, I'd like that. I'd Kong. I'm a big fan of Kong. Which mm. is like the big monkey thing. It's, you know. I thought Jaws was a good shout. Jaws was a good shout from uh, from Noted Irish Podcast, The Madness of Life. Yeah. Um, and they, they actually sent us a lovely message being like, can we include Jaws? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely can. Jaws is a great shout. He would be kind of... A good example of monstrous nature. That's what kaiju kind of are. They're just an aberration of nature. Um, and it's something that we're familiar with seeing. And then it kind of grows into something horrible and horrific that we have to deal with. You're an aberration of nature. I am. I am. That's what everyone calls <laughs> ben, me. Ben, Jaws in a lot of ways inspired what was wrong or what many people felt was wrong with 2014's Godzilla. The yeah. structures of those are quite similar. Yeah, they're not dissimilar. Absolutely, we have a threat. There's a threat. People don't believe the first person who kind of figures it out. And then the threat is kind of revealed very gradually. We don't see a lot of of Godzilla on screen. Like The the structure of of 2014 Godzilla is quite jawsy. Quite jawsy. Jawsian. Ooh. Do you Ooh, like that? Do you like that? Sold. Is like that what that? we're calling this episode? <laughs> Jawsian. Jawsian. Jawsian monsters. Jawsian monsters. I don't think it's clear that it's um, juice. I don't think that matters. But in terms of, you know, what they represent originally, as we've spoken about before, it's it's this element of messing with nature and not understanding certain things about nature. Jaws tri- tri- taps into that primal fear of the ocean. Um, and what lies beneath what lurks mm. in the depths um, thassalophobia I think is what it's called um, and I have I used to have a severe case of thassalophobia when I was a kid because my dad thought it'd be funny to let me watch Jaws when I was a kid um, it's a good egg so I have a real um, panic aversion to deep water mm. um, and it took me a long time because I used to be a lifeguard to get over that fear very few sharks in <laughs> Ireland deep water yeah no I know we, we are set to have more though apparently that's oh, something good. I wanted to ask you Michael as a recovering biologist yes how did you feel about the pseudoscience of Godzilla Dreadful. Dreadful. <laughs> Dreadful. Dreadful. The whole alpha culture. Yeah. Um, I think at one stage, uh, there was something that annoyed me about radiation, actually. What was it? Did they say something about 
You won't be able they to said stand it's or I've put a mix of gas in to help you stabilize. No, I mean, it was something about it's the radiation is going to reach critical mass or something. But Oh, it's for Godzilla, for, for how he's, got, he's going to... The, yeah, so basically, one of, one of the central... How he wins against King Ghidorah is he's, he's he absor- overpowered. He absorbs a nuclear bomb. He, he absorbs a nuclear bomb. Which and is, then some of Mothra's life force? Assuming she can do that. It's She's been shown to do that. It's not real, movies. Ben. I, I think... One of the interesting things is uh, that a lot of that movie is banking on callback references to mm. movies people definitely haven't seen. <laughs> um, for example, that plot where he's overpowered is the plot of 1988's Japanese um, Godzilla, Godzilla film. I, I think it's King of the Monsters. And that's where the Japanese fighting force that helps uh, Godzilla kind of comes in. Um, and they've just directly taken that plot and used it to to push forward. I think they know that people haven't seen it, so that so they're hoping it feels fresh and new. A lot of Benjamin, yeah, your favorite God, uh, kaiju film is 1998's Godzilla. That's not true. Uh, da, 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 That's da, the best da, part of it is the the Cashmere Puff Daddy remix. I bought. Come that, with me. I bought that on CD, and I my poor dad. I played it in the car all the time. I and I was literally at the time I was seven years old, and I found this thing. <laughs> and my dad, to his credit said, you know, that's a very old song, son. And I was like, no, it's not. It's not, it's a new song. It's Puff Daddy. Godzilla. Puff Daddy. He's my friend Puff Daddy. My voice wasn't that deep, though. So I was more like, Godzilla. Um, And he was like, no, 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 it's a Led Zeppelin song. He was like, shut up, Dad. Shut up, Dad. You You don't know music. You're the worst, Dad. He does. He does know a lot of music. He's heard many songs. Ben, (laughs) I watched... I watched uh, Godzilla 1998, but the other day. <laughs> oh, you and ben, ben, I'm here to tell you. That was the thing that upset me about Ra- Charles Dance's lines. Charles Dance played an English character. Such a waste. And he said something like, I'm here to tell you right now. There's no way an Englishman in the 70s would say that. I'm here to tell you right now. Yeah, that, no, is, that is a 30-year-old American has written that line. He's also... A decorated military soldier turned eco-terrorist. Military soldier. He has a lot of discipline. Ben has just said military soldier, ladies and gentlemen. Did I? Yeah. Decorated military (laughs) official. Man? Uh, Yeah, he's a decorated military man. He's got no discipline. No discipline. He's he's just this cranky dude. Like, no strategy. No. Nothing. He's like, Vera Farmiga turns around and goes, this isn't going to plan. He's like, well, it doesn't matter. It's in motion. And I'm like, that's not how... You're not leaving this base, Vera Farmiga. Yes, I am. Okay, okay go on then. Let go her on go. Then. Off she goes. We have what we need. Toddle off. And you're just like, uh, where's where's that coming from? Anyway, sorry, we're drifting back. 1998. I watched 1998's Godzilla, Ben, but the other day... With noted manslaughter enthusiast, with, with Matthew the Broderick. real monster, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> and Northern Irish people, I never knew that. Yeah, the, he killed a few people in a car accident. Ben... Son of a bitch. We probably should stop bringing it up, it's a bit grim. Anyway, Ben, <laughs> the man. real weird thing about that film is he he's very sexy in it. He, I mean, he isn't. Hell, he's a little short guy. He's, he's a little Weasley man in a beret. He's but all of the lady characters who meet him are instantly wooed. It's quite odd. People see him on screen and it's go, like oh, he's, he's so handsome. It's he's like, he's not. He's Matthew Broderick. Ben, I enjoyed 1998's Godzilla more than Godzilla 2 King of the Monsters. Does that mean I have bad taste? I Possibly. Think I, th- I think it's probably because you can appreciate it from an ironic distance, Michael. I wasn't really appreciating it from an ironic distance. It's just not. I don't think it's as bad as we remember. It's why it's a 90s disaster movie. One of the weirdest lines in it is this is the worst thing that's happened in New York since the World Trade Center bombings, not the World Trade Center attack because that hadn't happened yet. The World Trade Center bombings from a few years before that. So they didn't even know what was to come. 
But it's a it's a it's an all right Godzilla film. Great poster. It's a great poster. I I think that the lizard was cool. I think the, the worst the, yeah, the worst crime that it commits is it's not a Godzilla film. No, it's a big giant monster film. It's a big giant lizard in New York film with Matthew Broderick inexplicably being the best damn worm guy you've ever seen. But Matthew Broderick is a lot more likable than whiny Kyle Chandler, that's oh, for Kyle sure. Kyle Chandler's no fucking good. Um, and it is just, it's a military versus the giant lizard film. And it's it's mostly fine. Very lizardy. Um, he's very lizardy. But mm. the special effects, even, even though it was 1998, aren't horrible. I think it's the baby Godzillas. Well, that's where I was going. Yeah. You have to remember about this, Ben. Very much inspired by Jurassic Park. Yeah, they were trying to make that Jurassic Park money. They're, that's what they were doing. They were trying to make that Jurassic Park money with the Godzilla name. Because he's more dinosaur than any Godzilla prior to him. He's a very Tyrannosaurus Rex, and he has 200 babies, and we spend the third act of the film forgetting about the fact there's a giant monster running around New York. Yeah. They think they've killed him. But he's and only gone under. He's gone under the ground. But they think they've killed him, and instead we spent the third act being chased by velociraptors, essentially. Yeah. So through it's, the tunnels of New York. Yeah, it's very um, Jurassic Park. What I did enjoy as a result of 1990. John Reno's in it. Yes. Everyone's smoking cigarettes. He was, and it's perfectly fine. It's the 90s. That's a weird thing about Chernobyl, actually. Everyone's having a puff. Yeah, everyone's all like, we were very worried about everyone getting cancer. And then they light a fag. <laughs> it's actually very funny. Yeah. Um, one of my favourite things to come out of 1998's uh, Godzilla film is the TV series. That was based directly on that, where they did have a sexy Matthew Broderick, um, but he was a cartoon character. Ah. Um, same character, but much sexier this time, with a much Nic- deeper voice played by the voice actor. Nico Totopoulos. You got to see, basically, um, Godzilla versus everyone. Great little kaiju series out of nowhere. Like, very poor 90s animation, but it was essentially Matthew Broderick's character Nico taming Godzilla. Turning, that's it, yeah. Uh, taming. I watched it yesterday. Uh, oh, you watched it as well. <laughs> Don't be too surprised. Taming, um, taming Godzilla to be his attack dog, mm. and then just seeing him sent up against creatures that were exposed to gamma radiation or whatever the equivalent is for Godzilla. Gamma radiation's real. No, no, but I don't know whether that was the the, the actual radiation. I don't know if they made up a radiation for it. The jarring difference between 1998's Godzilla and 2014 Godzilla is 1998 Godzilla is pure science fiction. There's no mythology whatsoever. Yeah, you don't need it. He was created by French nuclear tests in Polynesia. Done. And that's it. Job. There's no... There's no natural order. It's just pure sci-fi. It's not as... He doesn't have radioactive breath. Oh, he didn't have an old fire breath. No, I don't think so. An old, an old toasted uh, bun breath. I, unless I stop paying attention. You probably it's, did. It's actually, it's not as horrible as I remember. His scream is also very good. The Godzilla scream from 1998's Godzilla is very good. It is pretty good. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not a good film by any stretch of imagination, but I enjoyed it more than than uh, than 2019's Godzilla King, Godzilla King of the Monsters too. It wouldn't be hard, would it? No. Um, yeah, he's just a big giant lizard and he runs through New York. It's pretty, it's all right. Anyway, that brings us to just about the end of that one. No, if you've No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. It doesn't. Yes, it does. What have we got left? What's this? The best Godzilla What's film this? ever made, Ben. The best Godzilla film ever made, the Michael. Best, why are you trying to wrap us up? We're only 49 minutes in anyway. Yeah, we're getting close. I want to do me wrap up. <laughs> the best Godzilla film ever made, Ben, is what's your opinion? Go on. If you steal what I'm going to say, then I'm going to stab you with this pen. <gasps> Nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna lash it up to Kong. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> ben, the best Godzilla film ever made is 2008's Cloverfield. And I will fight any man who disagrees. That's a, a legitimate open challenge. Any man who disagrees. It's going to bring a lot of weird people to the entire <laughs> room. Um, it's Go on. The, it's the, you, have you seen Cloverfield, Ben? Yes, of course I have. It is... It's got parasite type things. Well, shit out of me. this is where I was going to go. That um, it, it, it suffers from that same issue of 1998's Godzilla. Of feeling the need to Sounds have... The crap out of No, feeling the need to have something human size show up to present a much more personal threat. Yeah, poor Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel's not in it. Wait, <laughs> damn it. Damn it. It's Lizzie Kaplan. Uh, yeah. Lizzie Kaplan does not look dissimilar edgy, to... Edgy Zoe Deschanel. She has a fringe and big eyes. So, I mean, <laughs> it could have been Katy Perry. It could have been my good lady friend. It, it's... It's any number of those women. <laughs> but I see where you're going. But yeah, they both, they all suffer from a kind of an American, I, th- I think it's an American need. Don't we all suffer from American needs? Don't we, don't, don't we? we, Ben, don't we? It, they, they suffer from an American need to personalize the impersonal. The threat of the kaijus is usually very impersonal. They're very rarely out to get a specific person. They don't give a shit. They'll just knock a building down and you're in it and you get squashed. Or they'll stand on you while they're going to the beach. Another flaw in 2019's Godzilla where Godzilla suddenly gives a fuck about all the tiny little land people. Oh, you all right? You no. sound a bit upset. No. I just want Godzilla to like me. But, Ben, uh, Cloverfield, the monster design isn't that cool. It's a horrible looking spindly yoke. Yeah. But it's... Yeah, it's a great combination of genre and monster. Yeah, it does the job. Also, it's, you can't see it for a lot. Exactly. It kind of jaws us a little bit where we, we see the effects so of the monster. There's a slow reveal. But the found footage... Hate it. That's what it introduced to the world big time. What did? Cloverfield is like a big watershed moment for shaky cam, faux documentary footage, found footage. Like, in, in more... in. That was always a thing with the Blair Witch Project mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. It was always done on small independent films. But now, all of a sudden, blockbuster-wise, Cloverfield introduced this new thing of you don't necessarily need a steady camera. But Ben, that was the point. I know, but it, I hate what it did. I think it was great. Look at what, uh, No, it was great in that. Mm. Then everybody copied it. Well, Ben, we talked about this before, that copying something without understanding why it was done does not... Like, look at all the ways The Matrix was copied and the movies that copied The Matrix were terrible, but The Matrix was still great. Yeah, true. And where else? What else did we talk about that? Um, we talked about that from another perspective as well. Only knows. <laughs> it's 103 episodes in, Michael. We've talked about a lot of stuff a lot of times. Um, yeah, but look, Cloverfield's bloody brilliant. Go watch it. Go watch it, it suffers. Don't watch. It, it does suffer a little bit from having to have human-sized threats to make it personal and to give us something to run away from screaming. And the third act, when they actually find his girlfriend, isn't as amazing as the build-up and the initial yeah. the initial worry because it becomes a terror rescue film and it's, yeah, you yeah. could take or leave it. Yeah. But but look, Ben, it's still the best Godzilla movie ever made, and I'll fight any man who disagrees. Well, with that ominous threat, ladies and gentlemen, um, if you would like to come and challenge Michael to uh, kaiju supremacy um, TJ Miller is in it I'm, I'm going to film it from from the noted bad egg TJ Miller who's getting in a lot of trouble lately for sexual harassment don't go a lot on that one he's um, just in it that's all I'm saying but anyway I'm going to film he that doesn't. fight from the ground up so it looks like it's oh, an great idea. kaiju fight great idea um, so just be ready to sign a release form and um, we can watch you duke it out kaiju style um, I'll put sound effects in and everything be great all time do you think there's anyone in 
in the 2019 Kaiju, Godzilla King of the Monsters who could present any sort of physical threat to me? Ken to Watanabe? You? Millie no, Bobby Ken Brown? Ken Watanabe would probably submit to you because he's a very submissive man. He's very submissive. Like, he, might me, do a, me, he might do a noble sacrifice. McJudah. And he'd be like, no. Yeah, no, I'll happily... Charles we Dance is pretty big, pets. but he's old. Uh, yeah, but Charles might be sneaky. I don't know. He could have some, some quick little throat jabs. <laughs> 70-year-old man. No, we'll be all right. No, we'll be all right then. I'm Vera Farmiga might pull a fucking twist. And oh, it's a twist. She was the baddie the whole time. Now she's a goodie. Millie Bobby Brown. Nah, she's a child. You could fairly teenage girl. demolish that. Yeah. Ice Cube's son. Oh, he's a big lad. Ice Cube's son. He's got some heft. O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Godzilla. Maybe. Mm. Godzilla might have a bit of a threat. Going. Godzilla would definitely beat Cloverfield. But Cloverfield Do you reckon? A, yeah, Cloverfield was a baby though. Oh, was he? Mm. I didn't realise that. Yeah, he was a baby. Yeah. Don't watch the other two Cloverfield films. Not no, they're no... Well, the one under the ground is great. Oh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's a great film. Fair. It's not It's not a monster film, though. No. But it's, it's, a, it's a great film. film. The monster in that film is John Candy. John Goodman, I think. <laughs> you're referring to. John anyway, Candy. ladies and gentlemen, on that bombshell, um, let us know, do you have a favourite kaiju? Did we miss any today? Did you enjoy 2019's Godzilla King of Monsters? We didn't. But let us know down below. Do you want to fight Mick? Send us an DM there. We'll set it up and film the whole thing. Oh, but only if you're defending the honour of... Godzilla movies other than Cloverfield yeah, I don't want to just fight anyone, for no, to fight reason, anyone yeah. for no reason don't lie Mick you'd love to fight anyone for any reason no, 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 um, it's, 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 we want to thank guns. everybody who wrote into us on Instagram mm-hmm. uh, this week we appreciate the feedback it's always good to get um, as always we are on Instagram as previously mentioned we're on Spotify we're on SoundCloud we're on iTunes if you could take the time and give us an hour review review us on, on iTunes, iTunes there. it's we, one of the best things you can it, do it's still one of the best things we can do if you're enjoying the content Give us an L review. Doesn't have to be super nice. Just just Does, chuck yeah. the stars up on just the five stars. Just chuck the stars up on the thing. You don't have to write an essay. We don't expect just essays. Just chuck up five stars and challenge Ben to a fight. And please omit to mention any of my racist tendencies, my homophobic tendencies, no, my funny. misogynistic tendencies. I like when just people keep do it light. Keep it light and breezy. Light and breezy. Tell them about the website. Oh yeah, sorry. We uh, we now have a website as Michael subtly inserted there. Uh, go check it out. It's seanrebug.com where you can see what we're up to. There's a couple of blog posts. We've had some guests in the tiny room. Some guests in the time. tiny room. Um, and if you haven't had enough Michael and Benjamin's podcast this week, that's fine. Michael and Benjamin will be back this Wednesday, Wednesday the 5th of June, where you can hear our new Collecting Issues episode where we discuss Descender by Jeff Lemire and Dustin Nguyen. It's pronounced win. It's win, Ben. Win? Is it win? Win. Just win. Win. Justin Wynn. No, no, damn it. Jeff Lemire and Dustin Wynn. There we go. Nailed it. Um, So you can pick up your copy and talk to us on Wednesday. Bye. Bye, see ya.